Hey, so what kind of game were we playing this month? We've done RPGs, platformers... Uh, uh... Oh no... You didn't say we're playing a space shooter, did you? Tonight, on the VG Thought Commune Podcast. Hello and welcome to the 14th Commune Podcast. Today we have with us a new guest. His name is Ditto. Uh, how are you doing? Uh, very good. Yes, more or less. Yes, pretty good. Yes, I'm alive. <laughs> ah, that's always good. I, you know, being alive is a... Not depressed, angry, or anything. I'm good. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, Shouty, how are you doing? Shouty. I'm a little hungry, but I'm... He's what? He, he... No. You'll survive? You too, eh, man? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um... Shouty, it seems like you're breaking up. Oh no, this connection is going. Uh. Oh no. Sanrio, Wait. how are you doing? I'm fine. Okay. Uh, what games have you been playing lately? Well, lately I've been playing a bunch of Pokemon Mastery Dungeon, oh. uh, Gates to Infinity. Is that the latest one? Yeah, the newest one for 3DS. I got it for free. Oh, for free. Club uh, yeah. Nintendo or what? Because my game, because my game viewer, game viewer. So I got for free and <coughs> paying it then. Then I'm just going to ride about it afterwards. Oh, so I'm going to guess you were not on embargo since that's been out for a while? Yeah, yeah, I can. No, 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 I can tell you everything you want to know. Uh, is it good? <laughs> it's, it's okay. Not very super great, does it? But it's okay. Uh, 3.5 out of 5. Okay, I'll play that. Yeah. Ditto, you've been uh, playing video games lately? Yes, as a matter of fact. I've been playing uh, Advance Wars Dual Strike. Ooh. I love the Advance Wars series. I wish more people did. Is that is that the one where they go hardcore? Hardcore. Um, like, like all the art gets gritty. I'm sorry. What? Oh, oh, you're talking about uh, Days of Ruin. That's where the game gets all dark and angsty, and they throw out all the characters that everybody loved from the original series. They change okay. the whole battle system. No, this isn't that one. Nope, okay. I am done with that one. <laughs> no, this was uh this is Dual Strike. This was the last one that was in the original series. Um with all the original characters, the fun gameplay. Um so I actually took it on vacation with me. I just spent a week in Clearwater Beach, Florida. And uh when I wasn't out, you know, enjoying the beach and the sun and the palm trees and everything, I was uh in the hotel room um doing some of the optional war room uh, missions that are just bonus missions. I've been doing some of the harder ones, and uh, it's great. I love it. I just wish more people, you know, played it, and I wish that they would come out with a new, what do you call, installment of it that you could play long distance with people. Well, don't tell this to anyone, but I've heard rumors that Nintendo's going to announce a new one. But that's also probably just people wishing that they would. Okay, Golem, I- I'm serious here. Don't toy with my emotions on this one, man. <laughs> <laughs> people <laughs> do not will get make my rumors about like anything. That. Do what? 
People will make rumors about anything. Uh-huh. So don't don't, don't even joke about that. Yeah, don't joke about that unless it is true. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't I, uh, take any more disappointment. Go ahead. I have a bit of confession related to that, that uh, I've been trying to get into Battalion Wars. I picked it up, like, my, one of my local GameStops, they usually have a bunch of GameCube games they don't want, like, copies of Odama without the microphone. Um, but one time they had Battalion Wars for, like, five bucks, so, you know, I snatched it up. But I've been really slow at getting through it. I don't think it's it's my cup of tea. Yeah, most people didn't. Somehow that game was just mana to me. It was it was wonderful. I love the uh, I love the uh, the historical in jokes. I love the character parodies, and most of all, I did love the gameplay. But yeah, it's not for everybody. And that's why the series is, for all intents and purposes, uh, unofficially dead. I actually got a a couple of years back. I actually got a hold of one of the artists who had worked on the game, who had done the art for it and everything, and had been one of the people who had worked on it. Whoa. I, yeah. Yes, I found the guy who created the characters, designed all the units. Uh, he had been one of the main planners early on. Uh, yeah, he was, uh, I actually found him on DeviantArt. Yeah, me and uh, Derek, you guys know him as WarioFan63. We tracked him down on there because uh, he had been let go after the Battalion series was pretty well done. And he had been looking for freelance work ever since. So we got a hold of him. And uh, he actually hooked us up with a bunch of unreleased artwork and early planning materials and stuff that had never gone into the game. He gave us all kinds of art and storylines that had been scrapped and everything. And since WarioFan63 and I are the only ones in the world who apparently liked this game, that was like <laughs> a treasure trove for us. And uh, he confirmed for us this guy. His name was uh, David... Uh, I can't remember. His, his... Oh, the gnome. Hmm? No, not, not David the Gnome. <laughs> no. Um, he, he said that the series was pretty much dead, even though it had never been officially confirmed that the, the, the people who made it, you know, it didn't make enough money, they're done. And that crushed my soul. One thing that uh, is confusing me about that game so far is, <laughs> like, I get that it's supposed to be, like, an action strategy, but I don't quite, like, I guess I was expecting more strategy. Yeah, that's one of the main complaints that the series got. Um, yeah, it's not like a strategy game like the Advance Wars games where you can see the whole map at all times and you can, so you can send troops to different areas of the map separately. It's, it's more like, it's more like real-time tactics, really, where you're in command of one little battalion, you guys more or less stay clustered together. I mean, you can spread them out, but you can't see the whole map at any given time, so you're really only able to control the people you see at any one time. Uh, and you just sort of say, okay, all right, we're going to take this hill. You guys, you attack that guy over there. You three, go up that hill and attack those tanks. Uh, all right, rocket bombers, you get up on that cliff and start firing down, and the rest of you follow me and charge. And and that's basically how it goes. Yeah, that's uh, the, I'm, I'm having trouble mastering the multitasking. Yeah, that's, that's the whole game. And one, uh, I will say in its defense, once you get the hang of that, once you get good at that, it's it's fun. It's like Pikmin with with guns, with guns and missiles and explosives and planes and tanks and vehicles. But it's basically Pikmin like that. And you just roll across the map with your little battalion of plucky little guys with their chirpy little voices and their cute little tanks. And and uh, the best part is you can jump into anything on the map. You can 
you know, you can go from being a foot soldier to just a click of a button, and you're the one flying the bomber overhead. And yeah, that is pretty Click neat. a button, and you, and you jump over to the tank. Click a button, and you're a ship out in the middle of the ocean. You know, you can be anybody at any given time. I, I just thought that was cool. It's, but yeah, there needs to be more overall strategy to it, and I'm sort of hijacking the conversation with my fan gushing here. Sorry. Sounds like you kind we of were talking about Perudius, I believe. Sorry. Um, <laughs> actually, uh, Shadi, are you? How are you doing? Yeah, give us I'm a shout out, Shadi. <laughs> have uh, Have you been playing any games lately? Yeah, uh, quite a bit actually. Uh, but uh, one in particular I've been playing is Denpament 2: Beyond the Waves, and uh, well, it's a sequel to the first one, obviously, and I. And I really like it. I definitely prefer it over the first one because everything feels more optimized. Is that is it really just the sa- the first one just optimized or? Is oh no, it, it has uh, a much fuller in game uh, with an overworld map and uh, with side quests. Okay, but uh, if I I don't know if I wasn't interested in the concept of the first one, I wouldn't be in the second one. No, I think you would actually if um, you're expecting a, a bigger game. Okay. If you wanted a, an actual like uh, an RPG that's um, substantial, then Dimpleman uh, Two is the way to go. Okay, so it gets your recommendation. Yeah. For this month, uh, we're going through Parodius, and uh, we're all kind of in different places in the game right now. Um, technically speaking, we're just beginning it, or technically speaking, we're at the end of the first month. Uh, we're just sort of at an existential crossroads right now on Parodius. Uh, so, I figured we might go with a little more basic topic. Just learning about shmups and where her, what Parodius comes out of. I was wondering, Xanrio... Have you played Schmuck before? Yeah, I had played it before. What kind of skills do you need to get through a Schmuck game? Yeah, well, there's stuff coming at you from everywhere, so you have to pay attention to that so you can avoid everything. So there's a lot of, like, ocular multitasking? Yeah. It's all reflex. All reflex. Yeah, reflex. There's a reason why Schmucks are also called bullet hell games. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is this coming from someone who grew up on Gradius, you're saying that shmups are all reflex? Um, um not not all, but that's um, but it's some of something you should be good at to do good in the games. Okay, so they're all reflexes and cheat codes. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, um, ditto, is that what, what you would say is the primary skill involved in shmup, uh, reflexes? Mm, yeah, I mean, all the ones, all the best ones I've played, that's what it comes down to. Um, anybody ever played a Retro Game Challenge? One on the, on the 3DS? Yeah, I have. Okay, you I remember the shmup in there? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there are two of them. 
Yeah, I, yeah, you're right. Actually, there you've got the one that's sort of like uh, Space Invaders, and you've got the one that's just the classic shmup with bullets everywhere. I think it's called Star Prince. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That ju- that really does just come down to dodge all the bullets, uh, shoot as fast as you can. Um, I, I don't think that you could really say that there's much of a cerebral element to most uh, shmups. They're not terribly cerebral. Oh man. Hmm. Or would you disagree? Um, I I think I hear disagreement from Shouty. I don't Shouty. disagree. I just I just think you're selling it short if you don't say that shmups are cerebral. So what is it? What is a cerebral element of shmups that you could name? Um, I guess uh, having uh, foresight. Yeah, like uh, if you need a certain power for a certain part. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. personally, more along those lines, I would say that. Uh, Shmups require foresight in the sense that a lot of times it's easy just to get yourself into a situation where you're utterly screwed and unable to get out. Um, corner yourself with bullets. So I think a large part of shmups is learning the layout of the land, learning how different enemies function, and planning an effective route throw through those enemies. So, for instance, I guess this is kind of what Shadi was talking about, but um, in stage three of our type the entire stage takes place like you basically fly your ship around a giant battleship so sometimes the battleship will be behind you and you'll need you'll need to pick up a weapon that can shoot backwards so yeah i think a large part of it is planning and understanding the spaces where enemies can operate yeah yeah and in those rare shmups where you actually have a map with like walls and things to dodge or narrow tunnels to fly through which isn't terribly common but those games do come up that's um, Gradius thing. Yeah, yeah, that's more Gradius. Yeah, that's why that's why it excels as as shmups go. Um, yeah, being able to you know not only dodge all the bullets, but know you know this tunnel is going to curve down, it's going to go up, or sometimes the map changes around you, like some like maybe walls will be closing in front of you, so you'll know that you're only going to have a few seconds to get through an upcoming wall, so you've got to fly to the edge of the screen just so you'll get through the you know, closing doors or something like that. Your first instinct in any shmup is to sort of hang back, so give yourself the maximum time to react to whatever's coming, but most of the time you're going to have to learn what the stage is going to be like, sort of learn by death, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. So that you can be ready next time you play through. But there's also, like, when you die in a shmup, you also need to understand why you died and how you could avoid that death in the future, which is an element of analysis. I guess what you just mentioned about shmups, though, also, like, they're not very conducive to on-the-spot learning because they're constantly pushing you forward. Like, um, in Super Mario Brothers, if you're seeing Bowser for the first time, you can just sort of sit there and watch him jump, like, watch Bowser jump up and down and realize, oh, I can run under him. Or you see the little bar going back and forth over his head and you think, wait a second, I can ride that over him. Exactly. You can sit there and watch him for a few minutes, just staying out of range of his fire and stuff, and just watch and see, you know, what what options do you have? What are your what openings are you going to get? This is getting a little voyeuristic. Is it? <laughs> um, but, yeah, oh. shmups don't afford you the same opportunity. In a shmup, you're going to learn by death. Yeah. You're, you're going to die. And uh, while that may have that may have been good back in the early days of gaming... You know, that was just one that it worked, 
But nowadays, that's considered a really bad way to design a game, and I think that's one of the reasons why shmups aren't as popular as they used to be. They're not made as often. They've been replaced by different sorts of games, in a way. Yeah. But uh, making a game where you basically are expected to die and then remember what killed you, that's just not considered good game design anymore. I do like your word choice there, where you say, that's not considered good game design, as opposed to saying, that's not good game design. Right. I remember that when I was going through school on on how to, on you know, when I went to school for making games, that was one of the things they told us, is that never force your players to learn by death. Ah, well, that's weird, because in, in modern games, like, you don't have, like, a life system, so dying yeah. has no consequence, so learning by death would have no consequence. Well, it, um, you still lose progress when you die, right? Yeah, but... It's you don't have to reset the whole game if you die a number of times. It it's not as bad, yeah. Yeah, it's not as bad. And um, in like contemporary shmups, like uh, everybody loves the cave games. Um, there's typically like a free play mode where you can just quarter feed your way through if you just want to learn the game before earnestly trying like a one credit clear or something like that. Hmm. So the, so you think a one credit clear is earnestly trying? I think that's the general rule of thumb, like, in uh, shooter society, uh, if you will. That's like, if you can clear a game on one credit, then, you know, you sort of have the gist of it. You might not be professional level with it, but you kind of know what you're doing. Hmm. Has anyone here played Cine Mora? Cine Mora? Yeah, it's, uh, it's Latin. Uh, I it... think so? Huh? I haven't seen a Mora. <laughs> Elucidate, Scolum. Elucidate. <laughs> um, Cine Mora is a Hungarian-developed shmup. Uh, it's on Xbox Live, PlayStation Network, maybe Steam. I can't remember. Um, and it's like a... It's a decidedly contemporary take on the shmup formula where there's a campaign with a heavy story. I think it's like... I think it's a decent amount of hours to it. And I can't... Believe it handles the whole death thing with time mechanics, like you can slow down time or something like that. Um, but yeah, that's why I was hoping someone else here had played it. But, that sounds uh, interesting because it kind of tries to solve the problem of learning by death. Uh, th- this was a shmup, so it's, okay. it's two dimensional, but it's got all pretty graphics and stuff. But you said it has a slow down time mechanic, right? I believe so. Um, it's actually been, like, several months, and I've never had the chance to play it myself. Oh. Does it also have the ability to wind back time? So, like, if you if you screwed yourself over, you can sort of roll back? Hmm. Now, that would be a good feature in a shot. Yeah, if you had, like, if only had, like, a, a certain meter for, for such a mechanic, because, uh, then there'd be hardly any challenge in that. This is professional. Well, I'm there would still be a lot of challenge, uh, possibly less frustration. Mm. And the thing about shmups is, this is another thing that comes up when you're talking about game design. The fact of the matter is, compared to a lot of game genres, shmups are very low impact on memory. Um, one of our uh, projects in, in class was to actually make a shmup. And the reason they chose shmup is because it's such a basic sort of game. It really doesn't take too long to whip up a basic one. And it doesn't take up a lot of memory. Uh, so if you were adding in a feature like, uh, you know, 
slowing down time or even winding it back, what you would need is to build into the game something that could remember every second up to a certain point, sort of save the last 30 seconds of a game. And a shmup would be a good choice for something like that, because it, it really doesn't have to remember a whole lot. Um, so, I just did some professional level research and uh, pulled up the Wikipedia page. Sine uh, Mora does not use a traditional player health mechanic. It instead relies on the aspect of time. Each level is given a set amount of time, which continues to tick downwards. Taking damage will temporarily, temporarily speed up the process, while eliminating enemies will add time back. Power-ups in the game can provide bonuses such as shielding, extra time, upgraded weapon. Oh, you went rapid speed right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, you know, I got hit by an enemy, so I had to speed up. So, you're, so in essence, the timer is more like a more like a health bar that you keep losing health from. And you the can add to it. Your one true but you can you can still but you can still add to it. Yeah. So all it's right your then. one true option. Interesting. Are, are so there walls or anything you can sorry, go ahead. Well instead of having a static health bar, it'd be like um it, it just it, it would it would just be one that you can replenish. Yeah. Uh that that, that continually ticks down. Because if you had a static health bar, there'd be very uh, room, little room for uh, health pickups. Uh, Are there walls or anything to crash into? Yeah, there's a, there's like natural formations. You'll fly through caves and stuff. So if you hit something like that, do you just sort of bounce back? Obviously, you're not just exploding right then. Do you bounce off and it takes off a few t- seconds? Oh, jeez. You know, I don't know. Huh. Get right on this immediately, Gulam. Uh, all right, he's. <laughs> He's got spare money for an Xbox 360. I'll rush right over and... <laughs> so, we've identified that Herodius has a lot of similar mechanics to Gradius. Um, it's a horizontal shooter. It has the same sort of power-up system where... It's actually kind of complicated to explain. It's just the same power-up system. I was wondering, ditto... As someone who grew up on Gradius, are there any skills that are particular to Gradius as opposed to other shmups? Something that you need to know for Gradius that would not come into play for any other shmup. The Konami Code. (laughs) (laughs) That is the single most important skill you can possibly bring to Gradius. That is the difference between victory and death. Very important. And any other smubs? Yes. Let's see. So, um, sorry, I don't think it's in, in Axelay, and that's like their only other thing. I guess uh, one thing I'm wondering, Ditto, is like, how much trouble is it to plan Wendy's different power-ups? Or do you just pick one good set and stick with it through the entire game? Well, that was generally the strategy I picked. See, what, you're, what you have to assume here is that you're actually going to be playing for a good long period of time, like you're actually going to make progress in it, which isn't a situation that I came up to very often. <laughs> um, you're assuming that you're, you're actually going to survive for a significant amount of time to plan ahead, and, uh, well, I guess if you were really good at it, yeah, you would eventually become the sort of person who thinks ahead and like, okay, I'm going to need the spreader, or I'm going to need the laser, or the rapid fire, um... I guess that would be a skill that you'd eventually have to develop. Um, you would remember for... Okay, 
So since uh, Gradius is one of those shmups where you actually have a world around you, you've got cliffs you have to dodge, you'll have, like, volcanoes on the bottom of the screen that are going to erupt at a certain point as soon as you start to fly overhead. Oh, I hate uh, Yes. You've got the moais that are going to start firing at a certain specific moment. You're going to have, um, like, the enemies that are going to be on the ceiling. They're going to roll out at a certain moment and start shooting. Uh, yeah, you're going to have to remember that. You're going to have to remember where you're going to want to be to dodge all that. You're going to have to prioritize. Okay, so the volcanoes are shooting balls at me. Am I going to try to just shoot those out of my way and try to fly low? Or am I just going to try to fly over the whole volcano, avoid it altogether, and risk hitting whatever's on the ceiling? Um, that's more, I guess you could call that strategy a little bit cerebral. Yeah. That, that's both what made Gradius famous and also what made it impossible. So, Zanrio, if I recall correctly, you went through Gokujo Parodius with pretty much the same weapon set? Yeah. I just collected all the Parox I could. I just had the last one left character and just went with that one for the rest of the game. Was there anything in the game where you considered switching because, you know, this part is particularly hard, or was that pretty much just easy street, sticking with uh, whatever the game gave you? Well, it depends on the ca- character. Uh, for some of the characters, I had tons of, uh, of had tons of missiles that hit the enemy at the same time, that went right for the enemy. Okay. Heat-seeking missiles, or... Yeah. Them. Those characters, it was pretty easy, as long as I could avoid get, getting hit by bullets. Okay. And, Shouty, so, what was your approach to using power-ups in Parodius? I don't know, I kind of just uh, went with whatever the auto gave me. I wouldn't, I would try not to use wide shot, because I feel like that would make the game kind of boring. So I went with, um... Oh, whatever was most concentrated and allowing me to move around. Or require me to move around. So wide shot made things a little too easy, is what you're saying? Yeah. So what you're saying is this game is not, you know, so ball-bustingly hard that you're willing to handicap yourself a little bit. So it's kind of easy? Or could be easy? Uh, well, yeah, but at the same time, the wide shot kind of, uh... It sort of makes things more haphazard, because, uh... You really, it really have no control with wide shot. You just hit everything. So, yeah, you just hit everything, but you might not hit everything, so you can end up screwing yourself over. See, the the problem I was having with wide shot for a while was just it felt like I was doing no damage, and when I switched to like the focused missile type weapons, um, you know, bosses went down really fast, and I was having a much easier time. Yeah, I guess they're really not uh, advised for bosses. So it seems like, on the whole, Gokujo Parodius might not allow it as much strategy as per- er, Gradius? I'd say so. You don't need as much power-up uh, planning? Yeah. Yeah, I'd definitely say that, because um, even if you die at a boss, I feel like you can still bounce back with uh, the bare minimum, uh, bare minimum that they give you beforehand. Okay. Zanrio brought up the point that shmups often throw a ton of things at you all at once. Isn't that unique to shmups? Sure, games have multiple challenges facing you at the same time, but 
Space shooters overwhelm you with sheer numbers rather than strategy. And it's not like an action game where one enemy will attack you while others wait in the wing. In a space shooter, everything is pressing down at you at the same time. What other games or genres do that? Uh, any last words on Proteus for this week? It's very colorful. Mm. Very pretty. It's I mean, way too colorful. I can't... I actually um posted about that this morning. Zan made a thread for the highway stage, which is absolutely the worst part of the game, because... A threat? A thread. Oh, a thread? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, really, you really do hate this, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to kill this game. <laughs> or if you don't do what they say I'll pause it play this stage oh no um twice once is enough ah. which stage is that uh, how far in is that the fourth stage or so it's like halfway through actually oh you're halfway through already okay. Maybe uh, there are like bonus I, stages I here. Some bonus level, and I'm not sure to always get that one because I I pay that one, but I'm is that something you can skip or? I yeah, I think if you game over, it makes you skip it. Oh, so that's what happened to me. Yeah, because um. I lost the boss and just went to the next stage, so. That's strange, that. That's Everyone's really good. Super guide. <laughs> not, not quite. Uh. <laughs> That's a really weird thing about Gokujo Parodius is that you'll just you sometimes the screen flashes red and there's a new stage you haven't seen before, and um, like I didn't see this last time I played this game. And wait, are you talking about the the Moai battleship? Yeah. Oh, that 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 appears. At random. Yeah. What? Huh? At random. <laughs> Why? Because, uh, variety is the spice of life. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, and the busy graphics thing was just like, so the highway stage has a bunch of, oh, has a bunch of stuff flying around the screen, none of it hits you. Yeah. And the things so that you actually... get a lot of visual distractions, is what you're saying. Stuff that looks like it's going to hit you, and... Exactly. Yeah. Oh, so that would screw with your mind. That's vicious. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah. like sometimes you don't know when things are about to move, but then out of nowhere they home in on you. Yeah. So uh, part of this uh, part of this challenge when playing this game is um you have to be like Daredevil and use senses other than sight. Use uh. the <laughs> Is no try, is no why, is only do. <laughs> it's only Thank you. Odious. <laughs> uh, Sorry. Rudido. Well, Shadi, what are your final words? Never take a baby into a battlefield. But I guess this would be <laughs> the exception. Well, is it a battlefield? I guess it's more like. You get shot? You get shot there? Yeah. Yeah, you get shot yeah. at. There, there are battleships. Yeah. Sanrio, what are your, what last words do you have for us this week? 
this game was a lot of fun. I really like playing it. Roll with that. Go <laughs> with those feelings. <laughs> you know, any last words? Nitwit, blubber, oddment, tweak. Ah, oh, what a foul mouth. I don't know if we can have you back on after that. <laughs> I took him from Dumbledore. <laughs> Hulu Limpa. How's that for last words? We might get sued on that. <laughs> We're not supposed to take its, its magic words. Tickle, tickle, going to get sued. Um, no. Thanks for having me. Uh, this is fun. Look forward to doing it more. Yeah. Having actually played it next time. <laughs> All music on this podcast was from Gokujo Parodius. I'll leave you with what I managed to record of the pre-podcast warm-up. Just to highlight just how unusual it is. Uh, am I getting exactly. any closer? I guess, yeah. not, I guess the, the ultimate goal is to be constructed then. Yeah. Yeah. So in that sense... Yeah. Yeah, you what you're doing is you're highlighting what makes something what it is by stripping away absolutely everything else and replacing it with absurdity. It sort of highlights and underlines what <laughs> makes the original what it was. Ta-da. So in that hmm. sense, wouldn't it have, like, doesn't that necessitate it being just as good a, a science fiction as Star Wars? So you think Space Force has to have as much scientific merit, uh, scientific fiction merit, yeah. as a Star Wars? If it's going, it, right. because it's a deconstruction of what Star Wars is, so naturally. So, a parody is only as good as it, as it is a deconstruction. Is that, I think that might be too much of a generalization of parodies, though. Yeah. I'd say that's a, that's kind of a judgment call. I don't, I don't think a parody necessarily has to be as good as what it was doing as what it's parodying. It can be. It's nice if it is. But again, how good something it is, it, it, it's subjective. Yeah. It's, you can just leave that on the table. Yeah, it still comes up parody even if it's not as good. I mean, there's many bad parodies out there. So. Well, I, I'm, yeah, and I would say they're like... Uh, I guess I should have said... A parody is good if it is as good as the original. Not it. It's just not a. I don't mean to say it's not a parody at all. Oh well, yeah. Uh. Hmm. So that means it has to have the same production values. Um. Unless production value is one of the things highlighted by absurdity. Oh. Yeah. Like uh, yeah, for there's probably. Go ahead. Or, uh, I was going to say there's probably like film noir parody that you know uh, takes the separation of black and white to an ex- absurd extent. Hmm. But did you were going to say? Well, uh, on the subject of video game parodies, everybody's familiar with Team Fortress Two, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. And 
are any of you familiar with the 8-bit sort of remake parody? I, I forget what it's called exactly. I oh. think it's like Gang Garrison. But yeah, it's like 8-bit, really cheap. But the whole point is that it's so stripped down and basic. I mean, maybe not everybody's heard of it. It's not exactly famous, but it's a parody. But it's significantly lower uh, production values, and then that's the point. Yeah, I think in that case, it's it's what's being highlighted. Although, I mean, yeah, it really it really is that. That's really what the that's really all the um, the parody hinges on. It's a it's a remake of. Uh, yeah. Good word, Demon. Oh, modern game. <laughs> Five points to Shouty. <laughs> for, uh, I didn't make for... that up. It's a real word. Oh. It's a real term. Okay. Five points from Shouty for stealing. <laughs> you like that, huh? Okay. <clears throat> I'm totally not over here trying to boot up the game just to play it on the sly. <laughs> So go ahead, keep talking. Maybe we could set that subject aside and move on to the next. Seems like we're kind of digging that barrel as deep as we can go. Or, or am I wrong? Man, I really regret not recording that. What's that? <laughs> talking about parody. Yeah, I was just getting. Golem, you have this. failed us for the last time. You mean we did all that and you didn't record it? No, that was talking just about- like to have a thing to talk about before the podcast. Yeah, just a warm-up. <laughs> but that w- would have made a really good segment. I was planning to do that segment two weeks from now. What uh, segment is that? Sorry, I'm, I'm lost. Uh, how Parodious Functions is Parody. Oh, oh, gotcha. Um, so, Ditto, have you played Gradius? I have indeed. I okay. played that, oh gosh, back when I was seven years old, I think. You can be our Gradius expert, then. <laughs> Oh, you mean none not. of you have played Gradius? I've I've played oh. enough. Like I've played halfway through the first and the third Gradiuses. But uh, I'm, I'm no, not really any good at them. Shouty, Zan, what have you have to say no. for yourself? Uh, I know what it is, but I haven't actually played it. Uh-huh. I haven't touched it. I've only played Parodius. But I might take Gradius off since it kind of in the same way, and I like the gameplay. Would you say that it plays the same? I mean, does it feel, does it handle the same? It's, um, actually, if, uh, I would say the way it plays and handles is an absurd exaggeration of Gradius. So even the gameplay is absurdly exaggerated. What, you press forward and you go halfway across the screen, or? Well, it's, um, so you, know, you know the really onerous Gradius power-up system where you collect a red thing and it goes over to the right one and you have to wait for it to get all the way over to laser? Uh-huh. So uh, there's one slot, uh, and if you accidentally power up on that slot, you just lose everything. So that I feel like that's a highlighting how uncomfortable that system is to use. By making it extra frustrating? Yeah, exactly. Is it sort of like uh, Contra, where, for example, you'll have exactly the power-up you want, which is always the spreader, and then you'll get something like laser, and it's like, ah, screw me over. I don't want the laser. Is that what you're talking about? No, it'll never force you into a, um... It'll never force you into a certain power. 
It just takes a long time for you to switch powers, is what you're saying. Yeah. Uh-huh. We do progress. But then I guess manual kind of shoots that out of the water. Is that a separate mode? Well, auto doesn't automatically select uh, the slot that gives you nothing. So the way auto works is uh, you pick up red things. It helps you. Yeah, and once you get to, like, it keeps a list of things to activate once you get to them, but you can activate it prematurely, if that makes sense. Yes, but it it selects the things when you get them uh, at the discretion of the game and, and where you are. So that's a pretty intelligent. Wait, it, so it'll do different things in different levels. Yes, like if you find like a if the game thinks you'll need a wide shot, it'll give you that. If it thinks you need a more concentrated shot, it'll give you that. What? <laughs> <laughs> like what? if they're like if you're right before a, a boss, uh, and you're just accruing power ups, um, it might give you uh, a concentrated shot. Um, 